from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. When you, as a fan, have to say goodbye to some of your favorite players of your favorite team, especially when they've given their all on bad teams or, or not great teams for your, your favorite team, there is an element of wherever they go, I want them to be happy, right? Wherever they go, I want them to play in meaningful games. They did everything they could for for us, and, and it wasn't their fault, but we never had success. So I want them to go on and be happy. Like, think of how, uh, actually, ironically, because they just uh, sent them home, um, but how uh, Eminem, yeah, we're talking rapper Eminem, uh, treated Matt Stafford when he left Detroit. He was like, you know what? No, I'm glad he went and got his Super Bowl, right? He gave us 12 years of just getting his his rear end beaten in for, by the the uh, whoever was playing against the Lions. Right? I wanted him to go play in meaningful games. And, and then, obviously, they just beat him, so maybe that took on a different turn. But if you, when Christian McCaffrey was traded away, at any point in time said, you know what? I'm glad he's going to get to go to a good team. You know what? He deserves to play for a good team. He was he was being wasted by Carolina. If you uttered anything along those lines, that's what this weekend is about for you. Because Christian McCaffrey last year didn't get a chance to, uh, I mean, at one point in time, he was pretty much asked to play quarterback because everything kind of fell apart. And he was so close to getting what I believe he deserves, which is a chance to be the best player on a good offense that makes a run at a Super Bowl. Christian McCaffrey is coming off an injury, by the way, a little calf injury. Played into the bye. He's had time for it to get better. But he has to be the engine that drives the 49ers. Now, that's not to say they don't have other, you know, pretty pretty impressive machinery built into that that offense, right? Brandon Ayuk's one of my favorite players. Uh, Debo Samuel is one of the more unique players in the NFL. George Kittle's pretty darn good. Brock Purdy is one of those guys who you either think should be a top three MVP candidate or you think he stinks. Uh, the <laughs> Polarizing, I guess, would be a way to describe him. But uh, the Packers have something cooking offensively. So Christian McCaffrey's going to have to be Christian McCaffrey, right? He's going to have to be the Christian McCaffrey that scored in like 16 straight games. He's going to have to be that guy. And if you're a Panthers fan, I just – I don't think it's worth it to be bitter. I think it's better to be the the advanced emotional person and say, good for him. Right, he get, 2019 when he was playing with Kyle Allen and, and anybody else that could play quarterback. Uh, you know, he gave us a thousand, thousand, thousand receiving yards, thousand rushing yards, and that was awesome. Now I'm happy to see him go. You might feel different about say Baker Mayfield, right? Because Baker May, like Christian McCaffrey, Baker Mayfield, a few others, some of the most important people this upcoming NFL playoff weekend are former Panthers. Baker Mayfield versus Detroit. You're kind of getting what you hoped you got from uh, from Baker as, as a Panther, right? Scrappy, upstart, underdog, leading the team, a little bit of swag, a little bit of uh, attitude. Detroit is a good and a deserving favorite in that game. They'll be home. They'll have Dan Campbell and Jared Goff, and then the fans will be chanting. But they're not unbeatable, and that's where Baker comes in. Baker gives you a puncher's chance. He's going to throw the ball up. He's, he's going to give his guys a chance to make a play. He's going to give 
Mike Evans and Chris Godwin a chance to make a play. And Trey Palmer, the rookie from, uh, I think, Nebraska, fast guy. He's going to give them a chance. And that means Panthers fans are going to have a chance to watch one of their, you know, former, maybe not great decisions end up uh, end up perhaps being a, another hero. And then there's two other former Panthers. We'll just run through uh, a couple former Panthers uh, uh, players who are or, or, uh, power players, if not players, yeah, who have a very important job this weekend. Keeping Josh Allen out of frenzy Josh Allen mode, outside of skittish Josh Allen mode, is one of the biggest tasks in the postseason. If you can keep Josh Allen all 6'5", 240, laser rocket arm, runs like a tank. If, if you can keep all of Josh Allen locked in, focused, under control, the Bills have a chance to beat anybody. Guess who that task falls on? Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills, former Carolina Panthers defensive coordinator, and Joe Brady, offensive coordinator, play caller for the Bills, former offensive coordinator, play caller, for the Panthers. That's an interesting that's an interesting job. Because there's there's <laughs> for a while and he was better at times. Uh for a while Josh Allen and it was unbelievable how often it happened. He was good for like four plays that made you your jaw drop. Four throws usually to Stefan Diggs that were going to go oh my goodness. But he was also good in big games for w- w- pitches to nobody. He would be running downfield, and he would, like, throw an option pitch, and there would be nobody there. And they'd watch the replay, and his eyes would be big as saucers, and, you know, it was very obviously like a, the color of a jersey flashed in front of his eyes, and he was like, pitch it. And there would just be nobody there. And the thing was, if you could just get him to not do that, if you could just get him to, to – right, he was usually like 15 yards downfield. If you could just get him to get tackled and, and hold on to the ball, you, you'd have one of, the, one of, if not the best, quarterback in the country. That falls on two former Panthers coaches from different eras, by the way. Sean McDermott from the Rivera era, Joe Brady from the Rule era. Do we call it a Rule era? Oh, yeah. It's an era? Oh, it's an era. I don't know oh. if it's long enough to be – is it oh. – at Jurassic. the end of the day, I mean, he's the longest tenure coach under David Tepper. So yeah, it's an era. It's probably the Tepper era. It actually would be a better way to describe it. Yeah, but but rule was a thing. It, it definitely was Mesozoic, Jurassic, Bronze Age. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope you don't ask me for another era because I've got none. I've got <laughs> Mesozoic and I've got Jurassic, and off the top of my head, I have no others. So uh, I had nothing else. Um, <laughs> the drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. The NFL playoffs, though, we were going to keep talking about them. There is a reason for optimism for Panthers fans. You know why? Let's look at the NFC to be specific. Okay. Uh, the optimism for the Panthers is where the four teams remaining in the NFC, and specifically their quarterbacks, mm-hmm. were two years ago. If, if I could tell you there's a chance that, that the Panthers, and, and Bryce Young even, would be alive in this round of the playoffs two years from now. Who's not signing up for that? Of course you are. Oh yeah. Well, let's look at let's let's look at where uh, let's look at where the the, the 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 four teams were two years ago. Jared Goff, quarterback of the Lions, was discarded by L.A. Uh, basically a throw-in in a trade. Right? It was Matt Stafford for Jared Goff 
and two first-round picks, which is basically, hey, we can't pay both of them, so you're going to have to take Jared Goff if you take the two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and they went 3-13-1. Jared Goff's first year in Detroit, they went 3-13-1. Yeah, it's not good. It was the first year under Dan Campbell. Two years later, they just won a playoff game. What about the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? We just talked about Baker Mayfield, former Carolina Panther. Two years ago, he was about to be abandoned by the Browns. He was about to be a cast-off from the Browns. There was weird feuds with Odell Beckham Jr. still in, in the recent history. And weird feuds with Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad. Do you remember? Does anybody else remember that? It was a weird moment in NFL history where Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad was posting like long highlight films of all the times Odell Beckham Jr. was open and didn't get the ball from Baker Mayfield. right. I do remember that. Is there a lower moment for a professional quarterback than your number one wide receiver's father posting not highlight videos, low light videos of you missing open receivers on social media? That's where Baker was just about two years ago. Now he is, he just won a playoff game. He has Hall of Famer Mike Evans on one side and really good pro bowler Chris Godwin on the other side, and he's the one pulling the strings. What about Brock Purdy? He might, he might have come the furthest. Two years ago, he was 7-6 and six at Iowa State and about to be picked dead last in the NFL draft. It was an afterthought. He was a, I hope to get drafted, or maybe even I hope not to get drafted because sometimes it's better to not be drafted than to get drafted in the seventh round because then at least you get to pick the landing spot. He was 7-6 and six at Iowa State. And then Jordan Love. You know what Jordan Love was two years ago? He was a first-round bust that was backing up the NFL MVP. That's where he was. Yeah, I think he had a start, like one start late in the season for Rodgers, and it wasn't very good. And and you know what was most remembered from that start? He didn't play very well. I think it was against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most, the part that like went viral was uh, he didn't spend the money to get his parents upgraded seats. So in his first NFL start, Jordan Love's parents were sitting at the literal top of the stadium. They were backs against like if they stood up and turned around, they saw a parking lot. They were all the way in the back. That's where his family sat. That's what that, that's who Jordan Love was. He was the guy that got a start and had his his family sitting in the worst seats in the house. They all won a playoff game this year. So if it, if it feels like 100 miles from where the Panthers are right now and where Bryce Young is right now to winning a playoff game, it probably felt like 500 miles to Brock Purdy, probably felt like 200 miles to Jordan Love, probably felt like at least 100 to Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield. And by the way, for Baker Mayfield, it, it would have felt 100,000 miles from winning a playoff game with Three teams from now. He was on the Browns. He had to go through Carolina. Then he was overnight Amazon Prime two two day delivery to the the Rams mm-hmm. for a Thursday night game. Uh, and, and then he ends up in Tampa and he wins a playoff game for them. He probably would have thought that was light years. So the optimism now that was a weird way to say optimism. The optimism put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Uh, the 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 optimism for the Panthers is that in the NFL, crazier things have happened. 
right? Because the other side is true, too. Where, where were the Chiefs two years from now? They're one of the best teams in the NFL, mm-hmm. as they have been for the last however long Patrick Mahomes has been there. Actually, really, for as long as Andy Reid has been there, right? So uh, how, where were the Bills, right? A lot of teams in the AFC are a little different. Where were the Ravens, right? They, these teams were just good. And they've been good, and they've been consistent, and they haven't opened the door for a a upstart team to go running through and take their chance. But in the NFC, it's been it's been that way. Crazier things have happened in the NFL. Sometimes it's what's expected. Sometimes it's the last thing you could expect. And I don't know if there's anything more last expected than the Panthers having a chance two years from now. Right? They, I mean. You could be two years away from a Tom Rinaldi, the uh, uh, you know the the voiceover <laughs> with the piano. Two years ago, Bryce Young and these Panthers questioned whether they belonged. Long way from where they are right now, heading into the NFC Championship game. Like you could be two years away from that. Is it likely? Probably not. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you don't try. Right? It's, it's unlikely to hit a game winner from half court. That doesn't mean you don't shoot it. Occasionally it goes in. If you haven't been paying attention, which it's hard to keep track of, portal, waivers, eligibility in college football, um, your mind is about to be blown. Miami, that's the U, Miami Hurricanes, tight end Cam McCormick has been cleared to play his ninth college football season. Ninth. What? He had four season-ending injuries, and he also has a a COVID extra year because obviously when you start playing in 2016, uh, you were in school in 2020 or 2021, whenever that COVID year was. Uh, he, can, which just opens up so many. Uh, one of the things that I think is funny about like our human brain is how sometimes just the passage of time can completely knock our socks off. Have you ever heard the the when somebody you know how often does the the, the calendar change and we all go whoa right when when every year it's 2024 already? Yeah. Where does the time go? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, usually after December comes January of the next year, right? Calendars, we know how they work. Or or like, oh, my gosh, this year went from January to April. I promise you. Like, sometimes we're all just mind blown by the way calendars work. And it gets even crazier when you say things like, um, you know, uh, Betty White, um, who, uh, oh, gosh, it's like Betty White, Martin Luther King Jr., and Anne Frank were all born in the same year or something along those lines. Like, just the time blows our minds. Um, it's, you know, now, what is it, 1980 is now closer to, to the moon landing than it is to now or something like that. All those kind of things are crazy. Yeah, weird things like that. Well, I've, I've got a crazier. Uh, these are just so much fun. Cam McCormick is going into his ninth year of college football. He's been approved. He's eligible for next year, ninth year of college football, which means he committed to his original team, Oregon, in March of 2015. He was a member of the same recruiting class for Panther fans 
as Derek Brown and Brian Burns. Two players that are due their second Brown. contract in the NFL and have been dragging it on. Brian Burns has been in the NFL for five seasons. He's after Derek Brown for four. And played in college for like a, a, for three years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, A.J. Brown was in their recruiting class. A.J. Brown feels like he's had two separate NFL careers, one with Tennessee and one with the, the Eagles. Yes. On top of a career at Ole Miss. Uh, DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin went to Pitt, played his college career, made his way to the NFL, got drafted, turned himself into a player, had that scare where he literally his heartbeat stopped on the the field. He died on the field, came back to life, worked his way, rehabbed his way all the way back, got back on the NFL field, and is playing this year and is one of the betting favorites to be comeback player of the year. And he is in the same recruiting class as a guy that's going to be a tight end for the University of Miami next year. ECU fans, how about this one? When uh, Miami tight end Cam McCormick, who's been cleared to play, I just keep saying it, ninth year in college football next year. You can't emphasize it enough. (laughs) When he committed to Oregon in March of 2015, Lincoln Riley had just left ECU. Gosh. To become the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, where he was going to have to decide between four quarterbacks who was going to be his starter. When my... When the guy who was still playing in college football announced his commitment to Oregon, Baker Mayfield had yet to be announced the starter at Oklahoma. When a when a tight end that will be playing for the University of Miami this upcoming year committed to play for his original college, Steve Spurrier was the coach at South Carolina. The old ball coach. Another old ball coach, Les Miles, was the coach at LSU. Think about it. That's a name you haven't heard in a minute. Chewing grass. This is this is a problem in college football. I would say more so than NIL, more so than transfer portal, more so than all of it is just the, the eligibility thing is crazy. Every team you watch, it's sixth year, seventh year. NC State had an eighth-year wide receiver this year. Miami has a ninth-year tight end next year. Football in college is designed to turn over. Every year there should be roster spots opening up for the next high schoolers to take. This guy's been taking up a roster spot beyond his designed eligibility for five seasons. Mm-hmm. That's not how it's all designed. It's de- I mean, I'll give a redshirt year. So five years, right? You have four ye- five years to play four plus four games. I'm fine with that. Beyond it, it's a really tough sell because I know what it's like to be a high schooler trying to play in college. And, and now you're competing against guys that just never are going to leave. I mean, what is he, 27? You're you're supposed to be an 18, 19 year old coming in competing with a guy who's been in an NF or a college weight room for nine years. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. When 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 he like normally when you graduate or your eligibility runs out, you go to the next level, you get like a handshake from the coach. Are they gonna give him like a gold watch and a retirement party? They should. It's his and he's gonna be a career student? Has he built up his 401k at yeah, this does, point? Does, like, like, what are we talking about here? That That's something that kind of blows my mind is that, I mean, how many 
how many degrees does this guy have? I mean, he should have at least two undergrad degrees. I think he has an MBA already. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, the guy that, should yeah. be a doctor by now. Or at least work. You know, this whole season should be a dissertation. That's all he does this upcoming year during the spring and the fall. He should be writing a dissertation. He should walk out of the University of Miami with a doctoral degree in something. He's a preseason injury away from doing a decade of college football. I mean, at that point, are you going to grant another year of eligibility? <laughs> I, th- I, th- I mean, they. What's the difference between ninth and a tenth? <laughs> That's a great point. If they're doing it now, it's like, hey, if you if you have the like, if he tears something in his shoulder in preseason, he'll be a tenth year tight end. I hope everyone calls him Uncle. I mean, I guarantee you, he's the OG. He's the old head. He's he's, you know, Father Time. He's got some nicknames <laughs> in that locker room. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.